0: podcast. Welcome to Get Real with Dr. Ronay, Doctor of Clinical Psychology and Trauma Specialist. Dr. Renee Calvert is Executive Director of Live Treatment Concierge Services. Live Treatment provides a unique wraparound approach of concierge services in person and virtually, specifically tailored to each client with a level of effectiveness that transcends any other program. In her daily experience of guiding clients to recovery and emotional freedom, Dr. Renee Calvert gets real to shed light on subjects that have remained in the shadows with courage and compassion. Joined by Bindi Hyde, international spiritual coach and mentor from Ethical Change Agency with the mission to inspire change makers and holistic healers to create collective change to make the world a better place through the power of human connection, purpose and podcasts. It's time to get real. Hey, Renee. Hey, Mindy. Now, today, we're talking sizzle Real part one. Let's talk about sex between you and you. And we're going to talk about the Absolutely. importance of knowing, loving, and discussing our body.
1: Absolutely. So, You know, this conversation came about, as most of our most meaningful conversations do, rather organically in a conversation between you and I as friends. Mm. And I decided that it's time to really share that with our other friends out there. Um, I feel like all of us are forming a connection from across the miles. And, you know, it's very important if we're talking about getting real to talk about one of the most real moments in my life of self-discovery um, that I often share with, you know, at the at the right time with the appropriate people, um, my own journey. Mm. And I feel like when it's appropriate, sharing details like that can often liberate others to discover things about themselves that they may not have known.
2: Mm.
1: And so... In the conversation you and I were having, I kind of took you back in time a bit to, you know, one of my first experiences in therapy post-trauma, and what my therapist asked of me was something that took me very, very off guard. Um, I was there to talk about my relationships. I was there to talk about my family. I was there to talk about... People I was dating, I was there to talk about really life in Mm. general. And I definitely had problems with self-esteem. I definitely had struggles that were intimate to me um, regarding how my trauma was manifesting itself in my life. And I will never forget the conversation that I had with a therapist who continues to reign high in my mind, um, truly a soul connection a healer that I found in this world that I think I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. But one of the questions that she asked me took me completely off guard. And the question that she asked me was, how well would you say that you love yourself? Mm. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I, I'd like to think I'm a good person. You know, I, I, I think one of the things I can pride myself most in is that I'm, I'd like to think I'm ethical. I'd like to think that I put others first. I'd like to think that I have a warm and open heart. I'd like to think that I've, you know, come to the decisions that I have in life by considering the impact that I have on others around me. I just said, that's a very interesting answer because I just asked you about how well you love yourself and you're you're telling me about how good you feel you are in the world almost as though you've earned the right to love yourself I'm asking you how do you love you and she said Well, I guess I'll just ask it in the most basic of terms that I can. How often do you masturbate? I said, excuse me? (laughs) And she said, yeah, how often do you love you? How often do you spend time for no other reason than to give yourself pleasure, than to learn your own body, than to show yourself through your action and your mind-body connection that you have an intimately loving relationship with you. So the only way I can ask you that is to ask you, how often do you self-pleasure? How often do you masturbate? We don't need to go into necessarily the intimate details, but how often would you say that you do that? And I looked at her like a deer in the headlights and I said, uh, 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 well, um, uh, I, well, uh, and for those who know me, they know that I'm not often at a loss for words, but I definitely was in that moment. And I said, actually, I, I I can't remember the last time that I did that. And she said, well, then there's your answer.
2: Mm.
1: When it comes to (laughs) self-love and when it comes to how connected you are between you and you, that is a direct message from your mind, body, spirit, Directly toward healing trauma, directly toward self-love, directly toward your ability to guide or be in charge of and feel safe in your own skin, you're basically telling me and with that answer that you just kind of avoid that whole territory. And what came forward for me in that moment was a flood of tears. Mm. Tears that I didn't even know I had to cry. I was so taken aback that it was something that I hadn't even contemplated. That the idea of me loving me, that the idea of masturbation, the idea of self-pleasure, the idea of learning your body, the idea of touching yourself, looking yourself, looking at yourself, Being one with yourself, not just accepting yourself, but really developing an intimately loving relationship with yourself was something I had not even begun to look at. Mm -hmm. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks that I was so focused on my relationships with other people and intimacy And love, and how I expressed that love, how I was available to give and receive that love. And yet, how can you possibly guide someone through territory that you haven't even looked at yourself?
2: Mm.
1: So it was a very sobering moment for me. Mm. And it was a moment where I really learned that the two cannot be removed.
2: Mm.
1: The two cannot be separated. That the mind and the body are one. And what you learn in trauma is to actually dissociate from your body. It's actually something that we do as a form of self-protection. We leave the room. Mm. Our bodies may be there, but our brain, our minds, they go elsewhere. And true intimacy can't exist without safety.
2: Mm. If
1: you're not safe within your own body enough to love yourself, how are you supposed to allow another person to love you? And how are you supposed to guide them through what feels good, what you want, what you enjoy? how are you supposed to be present if you're not even in your own skin? Mm. And that began a whole journey for me in understanding that cliche phrase of you can't love someone unless you love yourself first. I had not begun to understand what that meant at a sexual level.
0: Mm. Yeah. And Wow. Um, it, it can really change your whole life. You know, um, I mean, masturbation itself gets a bad rap. I mean, um, it's it's always associated with desperation or being undesirable. Um, and even religion um, says it's morally wrong, which is where the shame comes from. But really, it's the kindest thing that we can do for ourselves. Look, Bumble
1: knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... your upbringing, the trauma that's been passed down generationally to you, the sins of our fathers and mothers, as we say, Mm -hmm. the things that that are taboo that we don't talk about, some cases that they're going to go cross-eyed if they masturbate. Um, I don't even know what they tell little girls, to be very honest with you. Um, I don't don't know that that conversation actually exists um, that I've heard anyway. Um, I know with little boys, it's very obvious to me in many situations with many men um, that I've worked with that ex- had experienced trauma as young boys around their sexuality. You know, it was very taboo and, and because they are more outwardly sexually expressive, um, because their sexuality can be perceived as aggressive, um, they, they were reined in in a very um, specific way. You know, they were, they were told to fear it. They were told that it was a sin, etc. cetera. Um, with girls, um, it was, it's a, it, you know, it's kind of hard to determine which is worse um, because with my female clients and including myself, um, sex was discussed just, just plenty. Mm. But masturbation had nothing to do with sex. Mm. Loving yourself and, and and touching yourself and being one with yourself that's not something that anyone discussed with you and so if you're doing that and you happen to find that about yourself which I think all of us do um whatever you perceive about yourself in that moment is what you go on to carry with you almost like a dirty secret and I don't think that there's anything that lives in darkness that cannot that does not get translated as dirty or wrong and um, and shaming and or shame worthy and so when my therapist asked me this what she really did was cast this bright shining light right onto something that i had no idea i carried shame about but how can i not because how normal and human is the act of masturbation, Mm. whether in a relationship intimately or not. The idea of being one with yourself, the idea of knowing what you like, knowing how you like to be touched, knowing what your turn-ons and turn-offs are. How are you supposed to even discuss those things? How are you supposed to find a voice to tell another where you're safety zone or comfort zone is what you enjoy what pleasures you when you yourself don't know and that's that's the interesting thing about this is that we're so busy talking about what not to do that we don't talk about what to do Mm. and certainly we don't talk about self-love and masturbation and you know, exploring your body and self-pleasuring as anything that is worthy of much thought other than to, discuss again, we we, we talk about what not to do. We don't talk about what to do. Mm. And when we talk about intimacy or we talk about anything sexual or sensual, we talk about intimacy that exists between Two lovers we don't talk about the intimacy that started between you and you and your relationship between you and your own body dictates everything that's to come what you have to say what you know your comfort level with exploring your lover's body your comfort level with them exploring your own body what grounds do we have it's like talking about a stranger Mm. And why are we strangers to ourselves when we live with ourselves every single day?
0: Yeah, and that is so true. And you know, um, we were just saying off air that you know, like um, self love is actually a, a spiritual journey, um, and and intimacy starts with ourselves, and we can't ultimately share that or a part of ourselves authentically uh, unless we we're right with ourselves.
1: Exactly. It's it's really about acknowledging what voices exist in our minds. You know, if someone is listening to us speaking right and their reaction about that, I hadn't thought that I hadn't thought of it that way. I hadn't connected those dots before. I can't tell you how many of us don't. Mm. That's the reason behind why when you and I were speaking off air, it became so apparent to me that this had to be a public conversation.
2: Mm.
1: It had to be a conversation we included our audience because that session for me was life-changing. Mm. And I don't have the opportunity with everyone in our audience, nor do you, to be in that office again, um, to have that trust and that, in, that, that bond with a therapist to, to be asked that question and to deep dive inward. But I really felt like I owed it to those that have written me, to those that I know really listen to what we both have to say and, and the weight that it holds. And, you know, my journey is meant to be, you know, I'm, I'm forever growing, I'm forever exploring new avenues, that better myself as a person. And for me, I recognize that one of the things that I haven't shared openly or publicly was how it is that I came to this comfort level about discussing sex, discussing intimacy, discussing the sexual spectrum, discussing sexual identity, discussing all of the things that, you know, are are, are taboo or not, it's so important to revisit how closed off and afraid and absolutely ignorant I was at the beginning of this journey as a human being, Mm. because it's not something to be ashamed of. We're all ignorant until someone shows us a different way of looking at something until someone reminds us or, or asks us that question that makes us stop as I did, like a deer in the headlights and go, oh my God, I have no answer to that question. And something deep inside me knows that I have been ignoring a very, very big part of myself, that a part of myself has just been locked off like a limb on a tree that just has gotten no attention no devotion, no care. And yet I'm supposed to go forward into having a relationship with another. Mm. And that is why part one of this series is so important. We will begin talking about how this evolves into conversations with your partner, how this evolves into conversations where you share what you're comfortable with and what you're not and all of that. But there is absolutely no mistake about the idea that the starting point is between you and you.
0: Mm. So when we look at pleasure after trauma, how can you reclaim your your body um, and actually be intimate with yourself?
1: I think the idea of being willing to give yourself messages that are contradictory. To those that trauma teaches you. Trauma teaches you, trauma exists in silence and shame. Let me first start out by saying that. Trauma exists in silence and in shame. Trauma exists in the dark. Once mm. you shine light upon something, trauma has no place to go, it, it has to, it can't stay where it is. You free something. You're not sure exactly where it's going to come out. And that's why having the guidance of professionals and those that love and support you around you is so essential. Um, But you know that once light is shed upon something, you're never going to be able to put it back away. You're never going to be able to go back into the darkness again. You know, once you can't unlearn something. Once you know it, you know it. Mm. And so once you're aware that what you are experiencing in that disconnect between mind and body and what you do about it is develop a relationship between you and you where you ask yourself where you came to have these beliefs to begin with. And you come to recognize that the beliefs that you have about sex, about yourself, about your body, about your own sensuality, sexuality, sexual identity. We're not born onto this planet without self-love. We're not born onto this planet with shame. That is a taught
2: Mm. experience.
1: And what can be taught can also be unlearned. So we become the new teachers. We say there's a new lesson to learn here. There's a lesson to learn that replaces that old tired tape of sex is wrong, your body is dirty, your thoughts are wrong, pleasure is wrong, um, the act of sexual desire is wrong. And we begin a re-recording. Mm. And it's very mindful. It's a it's actually almost really a meditation mm. where I wouldn't even say it starts with sexual pleasure.
2: Mm.
1: It literally starts with just touching your own body, mm. getting to know your own skin, having your hands travel over your arms, your elbows, your fingers, your stomach, and just telling yourself, I love you. I love you, you're worthy. And it doesn't have to be for sexual pleasure. In fact, sexual pleasure can't exist until we free ourselves from shame. Mm. So it really begins with a message, a love letter to yourself of I love you body. I love this body that has survived through whatever it's been through. I love this body that has housed my thoughts, my emotions on a cellular level. And I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to love it. And I'm going to free it of what it has learned is dirty and wrong. Mm. And before anything comes to be of sexual pleasure, It really starts as intimacy and intimacy and sex are not one and the same. Intimacy is about safety. Intimacy is about relationship. So it's about building a relationship between you and you. Mm. What messages are you telling yourself when you see yourself naked? Do you look at yourself naked? What messages are you telling yourself when you are alone with yourself? And, you know, do you just ignore that your body exists? Do you just cut yourself off from the head down and exist as though you have no body? And so reconnecting to yourself. Building a relationship with yourself where you first start by saying, I love you. You're worthy. Whatever messages come from that higher sense of self, I can't tell somebody what the messages are that they need to hear. But some of them very well may be, I forgive you. Some of them may be, you're free you're deserving. Some of them may be, I love you. Some of them may be whatever messages that our higher self knows that we need to hear to allow those messages to come through in those moments and to intimately connect to ourselves. That to me opens the first door into what is a relationship between us and us and us. And without that, we really can't progress further because that's the whole foundation is what do you tell yourself about you? You know, there's that cliche dance like nobody's watching. Well, love yourself like nobody's watching. Mm. More importantly, love yourself like you're watching mm. with loving, accepting and compassionate eyes. Mm. And
0: I love what you've said there about forgiveness. Um, particularly if you find yourself at that intersection where you go, Oh, yeah. Um, I do have all this conditioning I need to reprogram. And I hope one thing that we can achieve from this conversation is that we actually break this stigma of shame. Um, around okay. self-love and sex and intimacy because it it is part of our whole human well-being. Um, it's just another part of us that if it doesn't function well, the other parts of us don't. So it's really important that we don't ignore this and that, you know, you were also saying that, you know, you cut yourself off from that part of yourself. Um, there's so many women I meet that are so disconnected from themselves and that they just are full of self-loathing because they don't love themselves or understand themselves. So it's really that re-education of who you are and and what you want and what you need to feel.
1: I think women and men have been conditioned to look at themselves through the eyes of what they have been taught, that their sex represents, mm. that their sexuality Represents. I think many men have been taught that their sexuality means aggression. Mm. I think many women have been taught that to be sexual means that they are sluts, mm. that they are that they are disgraces. That to desire sex as a woman means that you're loose, means that you're immoral. Now I'm talking in very broad strokes here about men, women, and let, let me be very clear that I understand that there is a multitude of color mm. and gray, black, white, red, you name it, that lies in between all of those things. Mm. But on a very basic level, we are denying ourselves as men and women Regardless of sexual identity, regardless of our sexuality, um, our sexual identity, our gender identity, we are denying ourselves the real conversations that are really not about. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com
2: weightloss weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Whatever our gender identity is or our sexual identity is, we're denying ourselves conversations that are about being human beings. Mm. There, is, there is no human that I know, even asexual human beings that don't need to have the conversation with themselves about their sexuality and their sexual expression. And that that's where that begins. It begins with a conversation where we first ask the question that we may never have been asked before and which may very well fall to ourselves to ask ourselves, which is, so how much do you love yourself?
0: Mm. Yeah. And, you know, for um, those people who are in that space where they're reclaiming their their body and their intimacy, um, you know, I think the important thing to do is to celebrate yourself um, and not hate yourself, obviously. I mean – there's more than just love to be had here. You need to be celebrated. You need to be, um, you know, a, a friend of mine and I, we have this um, joke that we date ourselves. Um, so we literally uh, take ourselves out on a date. And and that is a form of loving yourself.
1: I couldn't agree more. I think that very we're, we're, the conditioning is that others give us our value, mm. that others give us our sense of, you know, whether or not we're desirable, whether or not we are, whether or not we're hot, whether or not we're attractive, whether or not we still have it, whatever you want to term it as, we, ha- we are conditioned to have that validation placed into the hands of another. When the reality is, as we've discussed in, you know, other very important discussions we've had, We really, it's actually the opposite. We teach other people how to treat us. We teach other people how to see us. If we come into a room, we say, I am good with me. I promise you that others will follow suit. And if we come into a room looking for that validation, that is equally as palpable to others around us. And so it's really about acknowledging and looking at the voices that we carry about our bodies, about our sexuality, about our intimacy that don't even belong to us or that very well do. And it's time to shed them because if it's not leading you to a place of happiness, contentment, peace, then it doesn't belong. This life is too short to deny ourselves the most basic of human pleasures. And, you know, at the the very basis of all of us as humans, the drive for sex and intimacy is one of our most primal drives. Mm. And to cut that off and ignore that, is is to really? I mean, when we really recognize that, right? It, it, it's it's really a driving force. It is it is primal
2: mm.
1: to who we are. So if we're not connecting with something that is that akin to being alive, truly feeling alive, what follows is the recognition that there is part of us that we are allowing to wither and die. Mm. And my encouragement is to revive it, to look at it and to understand there is no part of your being. There's no part of your sexuality or, int- or your intimacy that is dead for good. So long as the air in your lungs and you know the ability to live and breathe another day, take the time the very necessary time to know and love and give yourself the human right to experience feeling fully alive, which you cannot do unless you're truly connected to your body in an intimate way.
0: Yeah, and you're so right. Um, Sexual energy is is our life force um, when you think of it and And it's so true what you say um, about this life being so short. don't Don't let it sneak away from you without actually having that joy and pleasure um, because um, you're responsible for it and, and it's yours to take.
1: And don't leave it into the hands of another to tell you what you're worth. No. And to tell you whether or not you're sexy, because the sexiest thing ever I can from my humble opinion as a doctor, the sexiest thing ever is a person who has come to terms with themselves and rocks that opinion, mm. rocks that self-assuredness, rocks the unknown, rocks the sense of, you know what? I don't know, but I'm, I'm learning. Whatever it is, if it's authentic, if you're on a journey, let it be a journey of living, not dying. Mm. And that to me is the sexiest thing that someone can bring into a room is I'm here to live. I'm here to experience. I'm here to explore. I'm here to, I'm here on a journey. Want to join?
0: Hell yes. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of things that rock, um, we, uh, always pick out a song uh, for every episode And um, so, what's your song, Renee?
1: My song is When I Think About You, I Touch Myself by the amazing Divinals.
0: Oh, yes. And uh, mine is Sexual Healing. Um, It's a special one. It's a Kygo remix with Marvin Gaye. So uh, you can find those on Spotify. Just search for the playlist Get Real with Dr. Renee. We've also got a meditation uh, available on Insight Timer called Self-Love and Kindness, and it really aligns nicely with everything we've talked about today Uh, that has just been released today on Insight Timer. Go and have a search and have a listen. Thanks for getting real with me, Dr. Ronay.
1: Thanks for getting real with me, Bindi.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Get Real with Dr. Ronay. If you've loved the show and would like to experience coaching with coaches like Dr. Rone or Bindi through Live Treatment Concierge Services, visit livetreatmentvip.com. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast.
2: Electricast.
1: Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful day